as we continue in this month to think about the year of increase that we felt that God had instructed us to emphasize throughout this year, uh, we're going to be ready for our increase to get bigger next month. Uh, so you increase makers, get ready to make it bigger. All right? But remember he, he told us in Psalms 115, verse 14, that the Lord increase you more and more, and the Lord bless you, bless you and increase you. We talked about increase in every area, regardless of what area that it may be. God wants us to be further than where we are now. At the end of this year, we need to have increased in every area of our life. And that's God's will and desire. See, in Third John, he said, uh, verse 2, he said, Beloved, I, I pray for you that you prosper, increase, and be in health, even as your soul prospers or increases. So this is what we've talked about several areas of in, increase. Uh, we talked about increase in the family, increase in finances. Last month, we talked about increase in health. This month, we're going to talk about increase in faith. Now, last week, if you remember, I shared with you how that healing is the grace of God. We can't heal ourselves. But it takes faith to receive the grace of God into our life. So this month, we're going to talk about increase in faith. And so let's look in Luke chapter 17. And in Luke chapter 17, Jesus is giving his disciples some very important instructions. First of all, he says to them, we're not going to read this part. First of all, he says to them that it's impossible, but that offenses would come. Now, let me, let me give you a life lesson right now. 99.99% sure that you're not going to make it through this life without some kind of offense coming to you. Okay? Now, there may be one one-hundredth percent of a person that lives their life on this earth and never gets offended. But can I tell you, I've never met them. So offense is going to come. Jesus says it's impossible, but that offense would come. But he said, we'll be the person that they come through. And, and he said, but here's how you got to handle it. He said, if your brother offends you, then you're to forgive him. And if he, and if he does it seven times in a day and repents seven times in a day, then you're to forgive him seven times in a day. Now, this is a principle that was actually under the law. And in Matthew, Jesus said, no, not just seven times, but 70 times seven, illustrating the fact that our forgiveness needs to be without limit. But the disciples, either because they didn't want to hear this teaching on forgiveness, or they realized to forgive somebody fully and completely is an act of faith. And I believe that's what they saw. Under the law, they couldn't do this. Under the law, in most situations, if somebody offended somebody else, they stayed offended. And that person that did the offending stayed the offender. And sometimes they would even kill each other over minimal offenses. And sometimes it would be taken out, if somebody offended somebody bad enough, it would take them out and stone them. Now, I'm so thankful that Jesus did away with that kind of law, aren't you? I'm glad we don't, 
We don't live under that anymore because if we had, no telling how many times I would have been stoned. I would have had to been like a cat and had nine lives to be alive today. Because not only have I been offended, but there's been times I have offended other people. And you have too. You may not, I mean just sweet, nice as all of us together are. Individually, there's been times we have. But here's what I'm saying. It takes faith to work through an offense regardless of what it is. So the disciples said to him, Lord, increase our faith. Help us to have greater faith so we can do this. Well, then Jesus said to him, said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, and you say to this uh, tree or this mountain to be moved and the tree to be plucked up by the roots and planted in the sea, it will obey you. And then, he, and then he comes back. Now, he gives them right here in just a capsule a little lesson on faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, I'm going to get into more about that as we, later on, but not right now. But just to tell you this, he's saying if you have faith, he's not talking so much about the size, but he's talking about the same way you'd have a mustard seed. If you have a mustard seed, you're not going to hold it in your hand and walk around telling everybody, I got a mustard seed, I got a mustard seed, I got a mustard seed. Neither are you going to lay it up on the mantle or over on the counter and just leave it laying there. What you're going to do with that mustard seed? You're going to plant it so that it can produce. So this is what he's saying here, okay? Listen, guys, the faith you have, just begin to use it. And then in the rest of this discourse, he comes back to forgiveness. Because, see, a lot of folks have said, oh, he's talking about faith here, being your servant. No, he's, he comes back to talking about forgiveness. Because he says this, that, that what if you having a servant plowed in the field, and when he comes in, that you would say to him, set at the table and I'll feed you. No, you tell him to fix, prepare, set at the table, and then take your place over in the corner. Because all you've done, servant, is what you're commanded to do. So when we forgive somebody, all the thing we've done is what we're commanded to do. You see that? But, I'm going to come back on the disciples' part, it takes faith to be able to do that. So they said to him, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now, I titled today's message, Grace and Faith, because so many times we, we get to the point to where it's all about faith. It's all about faith. Or we get to the point to where it's all about grace. It's all about grace. But folks, I want us to understand grace cannot be improved upon. Grace cannot grow. Grace is all grace will ever be. It's not going to get any bigger, nor is it going to get any smaller. Grace is not going to get dormant. Grace is not going to get shipwrecked, and grace does not have to be planted in the ground for it to be produced. Grace is grace. It's just, I mean, it, it, like, like so many times we say, grace is getting something I don't deserve. There's not a person on the face of this earth that deserves the grace of God just because of who you are. In Ephesians chapter 2, Verse 8, I was seeing some, I, I've, I've been, this week have seen 
a lot of things differently than what I have before. See, sometimes when you hear people that you feel like are running with a subject and they're running wrong with it, you just sort of stay away from that. Well, I'm here to tell you today, I don't, I don't have everything figured out, but somebody that's wrong about something is not going to scare me off of it. Okay? There's a lot of right teaching about grace also. But I want you to notice something here. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, he says, For by grace you have been saved. Now, the, I, like, I like the message Bible says, saving is all his idea and all his work. You had no part in the plan of salvation being formed. None whatsoever. It's just like I thought about this. It's just like us being born. Not a one of you willed to be born. It wasn't your idea. You had absolutely nothing to do with it. Okay? One day... Two people, regardless of where they were, the situation involved, decided that they would do whatever was necessary for a baby to be born. And there was an egg, there was a, a sail with a little wiggly tail on it, and it all got together, and there you were, but you had nothing to do with it. Nothing. Zilch. Nothing. All you did for the next nine months was grow in your mother's womb. That's all you did. Kick it every now and then, you know, stretch and yawn, whatever. But you had nothing to do with the fact that you are a human being and sitting here right now. Except when you were born and began to grow, you took on the responsibility of being a people. Okay? Now, the grace of God's the same way. We didn't think up grace. No man that's ever walked the face of this earth thought one day, hey, you know, it just be a good thing, good idea for us to just begin to talk about the grace of God and make Him a God of grace and, and just, and, and, and nobody, no, 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 no. Man had no, listen, can you imagine what, how stupid grace would be if man had something to do with it? it? It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? I'm glad I have got nothing to do with the grace of God to you because if I did, there might be some benefits that you stand in need of. I'd do everything I could to keep you from getting it because I don't like you. See, it's, it's like this. The, the, the militant group, ISIS, in our mind instantly right off, they don't deserve the grace of God. Isn't that true? Look at all the bad stuff they've done. Well, that's true. They've done a, lot, done, a, done a lot of bad stuff. But if it was up to you and I, nobody that's a member of ISIS is now, ever will be, could ever be saved. Let me tell you something. If God's grace is not for the people in ISIS, then God's grace is not for Pat Fitzgerald. The grace of God. In Titus chapter 2 says, verse 11, the grace of God that brings salvation. Now listen to this. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto a few of us that are white and privileged. No. Has appeared to Americans. No. Has appeared to, what does the word say? All men. I mean, that the grace... The grace has appeared there. It's for everybody. It's over all of us. But listen, folks, there's a lot of people not getting the benefits of that grace that brings salvation because 
They're not putting faith to work. Are you with me this morning? See, grace provides. Let me go back to Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. I, got it. I didn't get rid of all that. Uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. By grace, through faith. See, faith has got to have a part in this. It's, it's involved in it. What is that faith? Well, we'll talk about this later at the end, but it's Romans nine, Romans 10, 9 and 10 that says, If you believe in your heart God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth He's Lord, you shall be saved. That's the faith at work. You read, you read that chapter 10 there. You say, you'll see that it says faith does not say who shall ascend into heaven to bring Christ down or who shall ascend into the deep to bring him up again from the dead. But what saith it says this word of faith which we preach unto you is nigh you even in your heart and in your mouth that if you. For with the heart man believes to righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So faith procures. Let me say it this way. Grace provides. Everything that we need, grace provides that for us. But it takes faith to receive it. If I don't believe Jesus died for my sins on the cross, grace can get just so thick around me that it'll be like syrup pouring on me, but I'll never be saved because I don't believe it and I don't receive it. You see what I'm saying? Thank God for the grace. I'm I'm glad for God's grace. But one day faith arose in my heart enough to where I received that forgiveness that He purchased for me 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. And here, it was all His idea to give us salvation, and it was all His idea to have to work. To just make a blanket statement, said God's grace has appeared to all men. Some people take that and say, well, everybody's going to go to heaven. No, they're not. Because we come back and there's some qualifiers involved in that. Grace provides... Faith receives. You see that? The benefits of God is not provided for us by our faith. It's provided for us by the grace of God. We receive those things by faith. Now, just let me... I'm going to see if I can use this. I thought about this last night. Use this to make an illustration with. Uh... I don't know if I'll do that or not. Can I trust anybody in here? I've got a lot of money in my billfold, and I don't know if I can just trust just anybody. I mean, I got more than I thought I had. I got $3. No. Now, I'm not God, can't be. And it's not all about money, but that's included. But I want to use this for an illustration this morning. If I were to say to you, Wayne Simmons, I believe I can trust you. You sitting down and I'm standing up, buddy, I can trust you. (laughs) I got power over you. And if I were to say to you, Wayne Simmons, in my billfold, there's money in there that'll take care of the need you got. 
but you've got to believe you receive it. Now, you've got a choice to make. Choice is, well, I don't know if he got enough money to take care of the need I got or not. See, a lot of people say, well, I just don't know if I can get saved. Right? I mean, I, I just don't know if, if God's grace is big enough to forgive me of all the bad stuff I've done. Well, if He can't forgive you of all of it, He can't forgive you of any of it. Okay. But in this bill, folks, is the money that you need to take care of the needs you have. And I'll give it to you if you can believe that there's enough money in here to take care of the needs you have. Now, he's sitting here thinking, now you done told me you didn't have $3 in that bill. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you understand, Pastor? I won't hardly buy a Coke and a candy bar. (laughs) If you can believe, you can receive. But you've got to wipe out all doubt. And just by saying, I believe. See, this is the grace right here. This is grace. This is grace. And I'm not going to just hand it to you. It's appeared to you. See, it's appeared to everybody. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. The billfold that has the money in it to meet a need has appeared. You got what I'm saying? That's up to you to believe that you receive. And how do you do that? Say, Pastor, I believe in my heart the money's in there to meet a need I have. And I confess that it's mine. There's other folks that say, I just don't know if I can do that or not. That's what he's doing right now. I just don't know. You think, well, he really gave me that much. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> What do you believe, brother? (laughs) Now listen, he's been, but here's the thing about it. So many people are that way about the grace of God, not just in salvation, but in healing. I I just don't know if God healed me or not. I don't know if he heals everybody or not. Don't know. Don't know. I, I just don't know if he blesses everybody or not. I just don't know if God can solve my problem. I mean, my problem is so big. You see, that kind of thing keeps us from receiving the grace of God. Right. Now, I tell you this. Because you turned down the grace of God this morning, you turned down $160. See, when we turn down the grace of God, we turn down more than we can ever imagine. So we can't, we can't afford to do it. So, so if I... If I want to see the grace of God work in my life, God's not going to give me more grace, more grace, and more grace, and here I've got this much grace today, and this much grace tomorrow, and this much grace the next day. No, grace is, you know, big as the universe that Brother Gary talked about. Grace is that big. But there is an element in receiving that grace that I can increase. That's my faith. Now, somebody said, well, it's not our faith. If it was our faith, it would be works, and then works is not faith. No, no, no. Faith has work. In James chapter 2, look at this with me. Now, we're not going to read all these verses, but there's some verses that we're going to read beginning in James chapter 2, verse 14, and then we're going to 
skip down. You'll go back and read from James chapter 2, verse 14 through the rest of that chapter sometime. But I just, I picked out some not to try to prove a point, but I want us to prove a point. Okay? <laughs> what does it profit, my brother, and if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? I mean, just to make a statement. Well, I believe that Jesus died for my sin, but, I, but without receiving that into my life. The next verse says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Next verse. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And the last one. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You say, no, wait, you got me confused. I'm not talking about, when we're talking about works here, we're not talking about taking a little calf or a little lamb over to the priest and asking the priest to sacrifice for our sins. That's not what we're talking about. See, that, that's not the works he said. See, that work was done away with when Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. There's nothing you and I can do apart. See, they came to Jesus one time. He had fed the multitudes, and they came to him and said, said, you know, uh, what can we do? What can we do? And Jesus said, you want me to do this, that, and other, but what can we do? And he said, believe on him whom God hath sent, and you shall be saved. That's the work. What kind of work can we do? Here's the work. Believe. Receive. Have that, let, let the grace of God be appropriated in your life. And if you don't have that, I don't care what kind of faith you may have, it's dead because it is not reaching out to receive the blessings of God. See, a faith that's alive is a growing faith. And that's something that we need to think about. Hey, my faith needs to be bigger today than it was yesterday, but I'm going to need my faith to be bigger tomorrow. Why? Because the grace of God that has appeared and all the grace that there is of God has appeared. I need that to walk in that grace tomorrow because tomorrow, Jesus said, has more evil than this day's had. More problems than this day's had. Tomorrow is, is a, could, could end up being a worse day than today. Well, you say, well, I don't want to hear that. But listen, your faith can be greater to walk in the grace of God to overcome that tomorrow. Y'all getting anything out of this? Boy, I am. Thank you, Lord. Do what? It lost 160. I shouldn't have told that in here because now she knows how much I got. <laughs> you cannot separate God's grace and God's love. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now I want to play a substitution game here, okay? And I want to substitute the word grace in a couple of places. For God so graced the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see that? Now here's another way I want to do this. For God so loved the world that He gave His grace that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Folks, I don't know if you've ever thought of this this way before. I, I don't know that I had, and 
I'm not saying I'm preaching a bunch of new revelation to you today or anything, but another way to look at it, and that's this. When Jesus walked the face of this earth, He was God's grace walking this earth. Mm. God's grace in the form of a man, the only begotten Son of God, the love of God, personifying the love of God, the grace of God, was walking this earth. Every step Jesus took, that was the grace of God. Every, every, every time he went into a town, that was the grace of God. Whatever he did, wherever he went, that was the grace of God doing that. Now think about that. He was God's grace walking this earth. He went by a lot of people. A lot of different people received from him. But there was a lot of people that Jesus went by that never received from him. One, one place I'm thinking about, and I didn't put this down, but this just came to me, in John chapter 5 at the pool of Bethesda, where Jesus went there and there lay a great multitude of impotent folks. There was the blind, the withered, the halt, the lame, and, the, and they were waiting for the moving of the water because at a certain time an angel came down and disturbed the water, and whoever got into it first was healed. So here came Jesus under that porch there at the pool of Bethesda. And as he came in, he spotted a man over there among all of these people that was a great multitude, and he went over to that man. Now here's the grace of God. Will you be made whole? Well, the man started arguing with the grace of God, so like Brother Wayne did over here, he hesitated, you know. But he said, he said, I have nobody put me in the water. And Jesus, the grace of God, just looked at him. And, and because I believe the grace of God knew that this man was going to believe and receive this, that the, he said to him, said, get up and take up your bed and walk. Get your clothes together and go home. And the man got up completely healed. So, but there was a great multitude of people there that the grace of God was over and the grace of God passed by just like that man. But they didn't. Get anything. Maybe they did later. Maybe at another time and another incident that they got something later. I don't know. But here's the thing: we not got to, without faith. Faith. Everybody say faith. You cannot receive the grace of God. Say grace. Without faith, you can't receive the grace. Grace is the provider, the provision, the benefit. Faith is the receiver to receive that into my life. Now, I'm going to tell you this. You and I had nothing to do with Jesus coming to this earth. You and I had nothing to do with Him dying on the cross. He came to this earth because He loved us, and He died on the cross because of our sin. We didn't say to Him, we didn't call up to heaven one day. No man called up to heaven one day. David didn't and say, hey, look, God, you've got to send your son down here for this mess. No, that didn't happen. Faith. Their faith. I want to show you some Scripture here real quick. In Mark chapter 5, verse 34, here's the story of the woman with issue of blood. She came to Jesus, and and, and because she, uh, Amplified Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, she said that she kept saying, kept saying, if I can just touch the hem of His garment, I know I'll be made whole. And she squeezed her way through that crowd. Now, I don't have time to preach about all that, but just follow me. She squeezed her way through that crowd. And when she got into that, to where Jesus was, she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. She was healed instantly. What happened? Well, let's read on. Jesus said, 
Who touched me? Peter said, everybody's touching you. And he said, no, 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 somebody touched me. All of those people were touching the grace of God, but nobody was getting anything. But the one with faith reached out and touched the grace of God, and she received healing into her body. And Jesus turned around, and when she came, she fell at His feet. She told Him everything that had happened, and Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith. He didn't say, you're made well because of the grace of God. The grace of God was all around and nobody else was getting healed. But faith. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. You know the story. He was out beside the road begging. And he, and he came, and when Jesus came by and he found out it was Jesus, he began to cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, come to the... They said, be quiet. He cried out the more, even louder. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped. He said, bring him to me. And when he came, he said, what do you want? He said, that I might receive my sight. And what did Jesus say to him? Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And he immediately received the sight and followed Jesus in the way. Luke chapter 17, uh, on down from the, where we read our text, Jesus was going into a certain place, and here was these ten lepers. That, and so when they saw it was Jesus, they began to cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And Jesus said, Go your way, show yourself to the priest. And as they was going, this one realized, Hey, I'm cleansed. My fingers are whole. My face is pure. There's no more leprosy on my body. And he turned around and came back and worshipped Jesus. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Faith, and I hope I have time in these Sundays to share a lot of this stuff with you. Faith will cause you to do a lot of things. Faith is the avenue that we use to worship. We worship a God that we can't see, yet we've experienced Him. We worship a God that we can't feel, yet we've, we relate to Him. We worship a God that, that some, most times with audible ears that we can't hear Him, but, but yet we know in here that He speaks to us. Folks, I'm telling you, it takes faith to truly worship God. And He came back and worshiped Jesus, and Jesus said, Were there not ten? And there's only one return. And listen to what He said. He said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. That it was on a certain day then that uh, as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them all. We can say that this way. The grace of God was there to take care of every need they had. It would have took care of it. The grace of God. And... Uh, Okay, go ahead. Then behold, men brought a man on a bed who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find him, they might bring him in. Because the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down through his, with his bed through the tiling into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. What are we talking about? We're talking about putting something to work. Not giving up. Somebody say, well, hey, listen, folks, the grace of God was there to heal them all. One person got healed, and I guess the rest of them could have said, 
And this is what we'd do. Well, I guess it just wasn't God's will to heal everybody. But if the grace of God and the power of God was there to heal them all, why would God want to waste time? Why would He want to waste grace? We waste grace. God don't. When God says something, God means it. And the grace of God provides it. Healing, deliverance, the Holy Spirit, everything we can think of in this life that is good and perfect, it is a gift of God. And that, in James 1.17 there says that, that it's a gift of God. It means that it is a grace of God, every good and perfect grace. Every good and perfect. It's of God. It's God's idea. It's God's thought. And we don't ever need to question. We just need to begin to develop our faith so that we can believe we receive. It was their faith and grace that caused them to receive the provision. Faith is activated by words and actions. And you, if you go back and read each one of these incidences, you'll find the words and the actions that activated faith in their life. They spoke the word. They crawled through the crowd. They got up and came. They put some th- action behind what they believed, and they believed that the grace of God was available to them. And they received it. Let me close Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. I know we talked about this earlier, but I wanted you to see it. Here's how faith works. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with a heart man believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, folks, I believe salvation is an act that you and I need to rehearse time and time again, not to get saved time and time again. I don't, you know, I don't believe we save lost, save lost, save lost, save lost, save lost. I don't believe that. And there's another extreme to that on the other side of it that I don't go along with either, and that's it. You know, if you if you feel like you're saved and anything you do is all right, you'll go to heaven when you die regardless. I, folks, there's there's a balance. Listen, if I say that I'm saved by the grace of God, my faith is going to be producing something as I walk along every day in this life. I want to keep my salvation up to date. Not because the grace of God may disappear, but because I want my faith increased in who I am and what He's done for me. And I want to say today, Faith works this way. As you believe in your heart, so be it. As you believe in your heart, that's your faith. The words you speak, the actions you take, proves that faith. Somebody, somebody said, man, it's cruel to tell folks that you, know, that you need to increase your faith if you want to receive the things of God. Well, I'm not telling you that you've got to go home and spend a whole bunch of time in front of a mirror and quote a whole bunch of verses and all of that thing, and that's good. That that builds your faith. But what I'm telling you is this today, that as you begin to believe in here and say it out your mouth, you're going to begin to see your faith increased to reach up and receive the grace of God. If you've never been saved, that's how you get saved. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, that's how you receive the Holy Spirit. You don't receive the Holy Spirit by a whole bunch of other stuff. You receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Then other stuff takes place. Healing is received by faith. 
well, Pastor, if I'm going to have faith, that means I quit taking medicine. No, you have faith. You pray over that medicine as you take it, and you believe. When you go to the doctor, you pray, and you look to God. Let Him use that doctor if that's what you need. Let Him use that medicine if that's what you need right now. But what I'm telling you is this, folks. There's healing in the grace of God. And one day as you walk in that thing of faith and increase in your faith, you'll get to the point where you'll set that medicine bottle back and say, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that anymore in my life. Why? Because your faith has contacted the grace of God and brought that into your life. You say, well, how long will it take? As long as it needs to. That's the only way I can tell you. As long as it needs Sometimes things happen that quick. And sometimes it seems like it's as far away as the International Space Station is and us trying to catch up with it. I'm telling you, if you stay in the orbit, if you stay in that orbit of grace through faith, it won't be long till you'll dock up with the grace of God and you'll receive what you need. That's a good illustration, brother. Thank you for letting me use it. I didn't ask you, but I felt like it'd be all right. So I, that's one I, I let other people read my books for me and then give me a book report on it. Let's bow our heads. Father.